Hello, and welcome to another great edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. We don't know if it's going to be great. This may be a quicker edition Yes. than others. We already did 10 minutes of it before we even hit record. Mm-hmm. Who are That's you? A- I haven't even introduced us. Who's talking? I don't know. Me. I'm Evan Leepak, sports reporter for the Goshen News. That over there, the other voice you heard was Austin Huff. He is the sports editor I think they know of the who Goshen we are News. at this point, right? I mean, maybe sometimes we get one or two new listeners. This is listeners. like the 150th episode of this thing. We get to- Not officially. I got to look up actually how many episodes we've done. We get a token new listener every once in a while, probably. Maybe we will. <laughs> this is probably the like 90-somethingth episode we've done together. 52 last year. We do one every week? Yeah, we, so done we, one, we did one every week, including the uh, some, some uh, evergreen pre-taped, early mm-hmm. taped episodes. That's right. If you want to yeah. count those, which they do count. So we've done 50 some odd last year, and we've got to about 45 this year, so 46, give or take. It's going to be about 100 here pretty soon. Yeah. What Crazy. are we going to do to celebrate? I don't even know. Like bake cupcakes? Get a drink at the Common Spirits. Yeah. Here we got to da- get it. Downtown cel- Goshen. Yes, yes, multiple drinks. I'd especially go during the holiday season. Yes. It's a cool spot. The gravy back, I heard, is very good. (laughs) I've heard it's not good, so don't drink that. Deep cut. It's it's an inside joke. Yeah, I can't even imagine what. It was like 101 wild turkey plus gravy. That just sounds like (laughs) a journey, like a journey around the world right there. Big miss. First off, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving break. Or Thanksgiving holiday, enjoyed their time with their family. You know, I did a lot of traveling around Illinois, seeing all my various family members in different places. Mm. Uh, Champaign, Illinois, Joliet, Illinois. Saw some friends in Fox Lake, Illinois. So shout out all those people. Uh, Evan, I know you stayed home but went up to Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Your dad came into town. He did. Glenn. Went to Wisconsin on Thursday. It was nice. Yep. We were there Wednesday night, Thursday, for the holiday, and then left Friday, came back. To watch Florida lose. Yeah, and then uh, Sorry, yesterday we were in Cleveland for the Bucks game. Watched them, or two days Sunday, ago, yeah. watched them implode <laughs> as well. So Yeah, yeah, you just great. had a banner weekend of uh, mm-hmm. sports. Wisconsin football lost, and so did Green Bay. So. Did Wisconsin football really lose, though? 0-4 for, for my father. Did they really lose, though? Because they hired Luke Fickle. Well, they lost the game on Saturday. But, right, they lost then, the axe. They lost Paul Bunyan's axe. But then they tough. won on Sunday. Yeah, the Paul Bunyan axe, one of the best trophies in sports. I agree with that. They yeah. lost to Minnesota. Tough, tough way on the field. But they got Luke Fickle. So, like, that's pretty darn good, I would say. I wish I had Luke Fickle at Florida. I wish I had Luke Fickle at Missouri. So, I mean, He's some people be- are surprised he picked Wisconsin out of all places because he decided not to go somewhere last year. Yeah, so he was going to be... Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean, you know, at Cincinnati, he was coming off a playoff appearance, so, like, maybe he felt like they could run it back, and obviously they, they were still decent this year, 9-3, but, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, he's, he's a Midwest guy, so that didn't surprise me that he uh, wanted to stay in the Midwest, Big Ten, right? Big. He's obviously Ohio State, like, through and through, and now he gets to go against Ohio State every, you know, handful of years being at Wisconsin, so, uh, you know, and money... Gets paid eight million dollars a year. It's pretty good. Same thing with Mount Rule at Nebraska, nine and a half million a year on average. It goes up every year though. Twelve and a half million if, if in Rule's ninth year I saw, if he keeps on, uh, you know, being good. Obviously, 
I know he's happy about being back in college. He wasn't exactly a great NFL coach, so. No. A lot of those guys don't make the transition very well. I mean, look at Nick Saban's the greatest college football coach of all time, and he was bad with the Dolphins, you know. And some people should just be coordinators, haha, <laughs> Todd Bowles. <clears throat> the only, yes, the only <laughs> the only guy who is like, in my, at least in my lifetime, and correct me if I'm wrong, but who's been good at both is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh got the 49ers to the Super Bowl, and he's got Michigan going to the playoff for a second straight year. So, and Jim Harbaugh was good at Stanford before he coached the 49ers. Yep. So, like, he had Stanford going to the Rose Bowl. Stanford was nothing. Jim Harbaugh got him to, you know, bros him to prominence. Andrew Luck obviously helps a lot of that, too. But um, you got to recruit the kid to get there first. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So, Jim Harbaugh is about the only one that I could think of off the top of my head that's been good at both levels. Um, Now he's going to have Michigan back-to-back CFP playoff appearances. That's what I just said. But... They're going to lose to Purdue, though, so never mind. <laughs> yeah. No, I think Michigan's in no matter what. I know. I, I mean, think, I don't know. I think if they Georgia, lose to Purdue, they're in trouble. I think he? Georgia and Michigan are in no matter what. I think it gets interesting if TCU or USC lose. Definitely if USC loses, it gets interesting. I think TCU they play still... in Utah? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think TCU they still... Utah. I think TCU is still probably in, even they if they win. lose. Mm. It's going to be close. Like, it would be, like, how they lost. If they got just ran over by Kansas State. I think Ohio State would get in over TCU. <laughs> but the thing is, <laughs> T- TCU won the won the Big 12 regular season by three games. Like, pretty definitively won the Big 12. And Does Ohio State even have a good win? Ohio State's best win is at Penn other State. Than, and they have Notre Dame. State. Notre Dame's a decent win. At eight. Right, Notre Dame's a decent win, which we forget that happened. That was this year. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, yeah I don't think... Um, I think TCU has a better argument. I mean, TCU, the Big 12, top to bottom, has been pretty solid this year. Mm-hmm. And they've taken care of business against every every team that's come their way. I mean, they beat Kansas when Kansas was still top 25 good. And K-State, they beat them. You know, Oklahoma, Texas, obviously everyone else. Like, you know, they their only argument against them is that they've kind of won by the skin of their teeth, you know, mm-hmm. a lot. So, but they still won the game. So, you still got to win the games. So, their strength of schedule is, like, harder than Ohio State's was. So. Yeah, Ohio State really didn't play anybody. Yeah. Outside of Penn State and Notre Dame. Right, because, like, the Big Ten. Down. Yeah, outside of the top three or four teams, it was like the whole West was terrible this year. The East, after Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, it's like, oh, Maryland, Rutgers, Indiana, Michigan State, like, bad. Four bad teams right there. I guess they beat Illinois, and Illinois is okay this year. Did Ohio State play Illinois? They, they didn't did not. play Illinois. Michigan I was beat thinking Illinois. of Michigan. Yeah. Michigan barely beat Illinois. So, uh, yeah, I, yeah. There's not. I guess. I guess I, if TCU loses, it's like. I think they're the. I think if TCU wins, they loses. I think they're still in. They got to their conference championship game. Ohio State didn't. And TCU played everyone in their conference. What is it right now? It's um Georgia, Michigan. TCU is three. And then who's four? It'll be USC, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah, this week. Cause well, this, tonight. this past week it was Michigan 2, Ohio State 3. Or Ohio State 2, Michigan 3. Tuesday night it'll get picked. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be the case. And then all the teams have to do is win, and then we have it set. Right. The drama the drama of the weekend will be done by, could be done by like 3.30 on Saturday. Because USC and Utah play Friday night. So if USC wins, USC's probably in. And if TCU wins, they're in. 
and Georgia and Michigan feel like locks. Of, you know, what it, what will, if Michigan loses by like thirty five for some reason? What are they going to do? Put Ohio State in over them? Like can't do that. Michigan just beat them on their home field by twenty three. So Ohio State's probably going to be number five, right? Them or Alabama? Oh no. Alabama's just lurking there. They have two losses, but they're both at the buzzer. You I know. think Alabama should be six, and then Ohio State be five. They're going to put Alabama at five just to troll at this point. Alabama's Sugar Bowl bound. It's it's a lock. Yeah, and two, Tennessee will play. L's. Tennessee will go to like the Orange Bowl. Yeah, I mean they they did beat up on uh, Vanderbilt pretty good, but they don't have Hendon Hooker. Right, that hurts Tennessee's like see Tennessee really can't sneak in the CFP backdoor at this point because of probably because of Hooker being out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so it's going to be interesting. That was a lot of talk talking about college football. Did you have any other and we should we talk about Notre Dame? Should we get out of the way? Yeah. Notre Dame. Uh they lost to USC, so whatever. 8 and 4. Uh hope you like alligators cuz uh that's where Gator they're going. Bowl. Gator Bowl, I've heard I've heard whispers of the Holiday Bowl as well. Seems like every almost every major projection has been uh, Gator Bowl either against South Carolina or Mississippi State. SEC, SEC. That'd be fun with South Carolina. Ooh. They they just won two top ten right. games. And Notre so. Dame's been good. Who loves Jacksonville? Nobody. No one loves Jacksonville. Jacksonville's a uh, crap hole, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, the stadium's okay. I've been there a few times. It's not bad. Oh yeah, Florida, Georgia. Uh huh. Um. Yeah, that would be good for them. It was fun to watch Caleb Williams on Saturday night. Heisman, probably. Yeah, he had his Heisman moments, too. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of them. The the spinner, he had a couple of those like where he spun out of sacks and ran around and, you know, made made great plays and, you know, had the passing touchdowns, had the rushing touchdowns. That was, that was pretty much it. He looked Patrick Mahomes-esque doing that. Uh, I guess that Notre Dame defense that had been playing a lot better Secondary was young because they were missing some people. Yeah, a lot of injuries, and they probably were like, "We're not going to throw to Benjamin Morrison." That's probably smart. Um, So yeah, I mean that. I don't want to say that game went as expected because I thought like Notre Dame kept it close, but they never were really in it. You know, like Drew Pine messed up a couple times, big mistakes. He had a good. He had a good game. Like you look at his numbers statistically, like three hundred twenty passing yards, three touchdowns. It's just the fifteen to fifteen to start. It's all about. Times of things that went and, bad. Yeah, the pick, the, the fumble and the pick, bad right. times. So, Notre Dame eight and four. You know when they were three and three, I think people would would have gladly, gladly have taken eight and four yeah, at that point. Um, you know, winning out, you would have liked to have won the rivalry game, but mm. you beat Clemson at home and knocked them out of the playoff. You know, you Syracuse was ranked at the time. I know they're not anymore, but they were at the time. Like. There was definitely um, some nice moments there along the way. Pine played well enough. Defense looked good. Benjamin Morrison was awesome. Um, now, the running wanna, backs were great. Like, win a bowl game. You're going to a bowl game. Win a bowl game. You finished 9-4. I think that's successful uh, for season. That was pretty much what Brian Kelly did in his first year. It was like 8-4. and four. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we don't want to you know compare whatever, but they're gonna, there's going to be those comparisons. Um, good recruiting class coming in, hopefully. Um, no one really has announced that they're transferring yet from Notre Dame. Like a couple guys earlier, like Jacob Lacey, mm-hmm. a couple months ago. But like for the most part, they got most of their roster intact still. I'm very intrigued to see if they go after a transfer quarterback because you know Pine was fine, 
But it's not elite. Right. Same thing with Buckner coming off an injury. Uh, Cade McNamara now is all out there for Michigan. Like I think that could be a that great would be a really spot. nice fit. I mm-hmm. think so. You want a guy? I mean, Cade McNamara led Michigan to the playoff last year, a quarterback. I know they were like running a defense, but he was still their quarterback that got to the playoff, and they started JJ McCarthy this year. So like, McNamara obviously knows what it takes to get to that level, and he can play mm-hmm. well. It's you know, if it would feel like a Jack Cohn type player where like he put up nice numbers he wasn't elite by any stretch but a good reliable veteran guy to have in the room even if you don't think he's gonna like like even if he somehow like loses the starting job out to Buckner or Pine like it's a good guy to have in the room he's got size too right he's got size experience got a nice arm situational awareness good quarterback IQ so it's, it's, it's a guy that you would like to have yeah, as soon as, program saw, like Notre as Dame. soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, Notre Dame, maybe. Mm. Was he coming off uh, off-season in surgery or something? Didn't he have – or is he just leaving? He's just leaving. Because McNamara was battling McCarthy for the starting job. Well, mm-hmm. he did get injured, I think, during the year. Yeah. I could have sworn I saw him in a he, hospital or something. He did get injured, yes. He, yes, he did hurt his leg, mm-hmm. I think, earlier in the season. He was battling McCarthy for the starting job. Remember, they, like – Oh, we're going to start McNamara against Colorado, and then we're going to start McCarthy against Hawaii. And yeah. they were like, oh, we're going to determine in week three who's actually going to play. And then I think McNamara got hurt. Like, McCarthy started against UConn, McNamara came in to end it, finish it, and he got injured in that game. So he's coming off the injury, but still a talented kid. I think Notre Dame would, should, would be fools not to think about going after him, mm. you know. Have so. you. Uh See any projections for uh, Missouri? I'm just curious. Missouri? Uh, yeah. Well, Brett McMurphy, Brett McMurphy with the ultimate, like, T slash troll tweeted out a Missouri-Kansas Liberty Bowl. That should be the, that that should be be the bowl. That would be sick. Playing Kansas again? They haven't played him in football in 10 years? Since Mizzou left to the SEC? Bowl game? You want to make money as a lower bowl game? Book Missouri and Kansas. I think that's an easy you have to. easy decision. Yeah. You have to. That game would sell out. And Memphis, if it's Liberty Bowl in Memphis, that's close enough to Missouri mm-hmm. and Kansas where fans will go. Yep. I'd even think about going. Yeah. That's close enough to me in my brain. Oh, it's only one state over, really. What's Two the, states. What's the date anyway for December that? December 28th. Okay. You should go. I would strongly consider it. <laughs> if, it's, if, it if they're playing Kansas and it's somewhere... Not like California or Florida. Mm-hmm. I would think about going for sure. There's also like a lot of projections of um, I don't even remember what the other ones are. The, the the Kansas one just distracted me. Of course, McMurphy's going to put that out. It got some more higher higher clicks. Mm-hmm. All the half the replies I was looking under it. Half the replies to that tweet were Mizzou people. Like, yeah, let's do it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Kansas people too. Like, yeah. So he got an engagement on it. So congratulations. That's what he was wanted. That's what he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. He got people to click. I clicked on it. Of course, of course. you did. Yeah. yeah. You're look at Missouri, that. Kansas. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Liberty Bowl. That's a prestigious, prestigious enough sounding name, right? Like, oh, like it's different if you win like the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Liberty Bowls are. Oh yeah, that used to be like a big deal. You could talk yourself into like that being a big win, especially if it's against Kansas. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Should we just continue with uh, the yeah, col- college sports? Yeah, let's just go with all the Notre Dame. This is uh, the reverse episode, <laughs> reverse retro episode of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. We will get to preps, I promise. Uh, no Goshen College weekly update this week, by the way, Maple Leaf Minute. Uh, they only played two games last week. 
So and they, they were both on Tuesday, week, so. Tuesday before Thanksgiving. They lost both to Grace College. Grace College good at men's basketball, number three in the country. Women's teams getting votes in the poll. So, like, not the worst losses in the world in that regard. So, there you go. There's your Grace College Maple Leaf Minute. That's good. I am not Dante Stanton. Or, there's, or there's Mike no, Morrell. There's or no music in the background. Or anyone else that's done it. Shout out to anyone else who's done it. Uh, Notre Dame. Any other football, college football notes? Uh, Purdue. Big Ten West champs. Beat IU. Big game. They won the old Oaken Bucket. The old Oaken Bucket. It's a big deal. Um, what was the What's the USA Notre Dame with the shillelagh? Yeah, the drooled Sh- shillelagh. Shillelagh. <laughs> what does that What does that even look like? The drooled. Sh- it's a shillelagh. Like what is a shillelagh? It's an Irish thing. You're like stabbing. You're making a stabbing motion. It's like a club. It's is like it, a. Is it like a sword? <laughs> I, you ever see like a billy club? You know, like it looks like a like a bat, basically. Okay. Look it up. You have internet right next to you. Shillelagh. Jewel, shillelagh. It. It's like a weird. It's like a weapon. It's a weapon that Irish people use. Or used to use. I don't think anyone does anymore. But. Interesting. Just looks like a cane. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> basically, but it's a weapon. Um. Cool. I don't know. I don't know why that's the USC Notre Dame trophy. I mean, I get it from the Irish perspective. I don't know why USC was like, yeah, let's make it a shillelagh, jeweled shillelagh. Trojans love sword-shaped things. It's uh, a weapon. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, um, Notre Dame basketball, bad. Uh, <laughs> Men's basketball. Yeah. Well, quick, quick shot up Purdue football. Good for them. Big Ten West was first a, time, right? Dumpster fire. Yeah. Well, they've only had the game for ten years, so. Is that like right? A, yeah, Big Ten football never had a conference championship game. Wow. The SEC is like way ahead of its time in that regard. I forgot. The Big about Twelve that. didn't have one for a long time either. Even when the playoff began, you remember when the playoff began and TCU was number three mm-hmm. and they whooped Kansas in the final week and they fell to six because they didn't play in the Big Twelve championship game. Ohio State beat Wisconsin 59-0 and got in. Oof, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and then Ohio State won the title naturally, but you know that was the whole argument. Oh, Big Twelve, you need a championship game. They added one. Same thing with the Pac-12. They didn't have a title game. A lot of conferences didn't have conference championship games. The SEC was like the only one doing it for a long time there. So weird to think about. Yeah, now everyone has one. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah, shout out Purdue football. Um, shout out Purdue men's basketball, by the way. Whooped. Uh, Duke and Gonzaga, they're now number five in the country. Arguably the best team in the country. They have the best resume so far. Yes. Uh, first time I saw since 1988 that both Purdue and IU men's basketball in the top 10 of the AP poll at the same time. It's a good time to be a uh, Indiana college basketball fan. IU women's basketball is also fifth. Notre Dame women seventh mm-hmm. in the AP poll. Notre Dame women, two big games this week. Number 20, Maryland on Thursday night, coming to town, 6.30 p.m. Number three, UConn, Sunday afternoon, 3 p.m. start time at Purcell Pavilion. Big rivalry game, Notre Dame-UConn. Over the years, when they used to be Big East foes, now they play non-conference every year. It's a rivalry, obviously. Both programs historically have been great. UConn, the class of women's basketball for the last time, about 15 years, 20 years. You know, Notre Dame won a couple national titles in there. Uh, they've ended UConn season four times in the Final Four mm-hmm. in the last decade plus. So, uh, first time. Real, I mean, this is this is a big game. You know, this is the first time UConn is coming here since 2018. So, um, big deal. Big Definitely. deal on Saturday or Sunday afternoon. I'm, I'm excited to be at that one. It's a, there'll be a sellout for sure 
at Purcell Pavilion. Maybe you'll ask Gino R.E.M. a question. Maybe I'll ask Neil Ivy a question as well. You'll at least see Gino. You'll be like pretty close to him. Hey, Gino. <laughs> How we doing? How we doing today? Uh, also cool, uh, Mila, Mila Reynolds from South Bend, Washington fame last year on the Maryland team. So she's coming back home. Nice little homecoming. Mm-hmm. And kind of a Northern Indiana homecoming for Fort Wayne Homestead's Ayanna Patterson. Missed basketball last year on UConn's roster. So I'm sure they'll both have family members at the game. You'll hear, him, you'll hear him scream after uh, a ba- made basket. Neither of them are playing a ton of minutes right now. Which they, they'll score one point. If they Just both one get basket. In, if Reynolds checks in, you'll <laughs> definitely hear her family probably scream. Mm-hmm. And if Patterson gets in, maybe you'll hear their family scream. But anyway, good, good, good women's basketball games coming to Purcell Pavilion this week. Mm-hmm. And then they don't really have a good home women's game for two months. So you better enjoy it now. Yeah. Because uh, their next really big home game on paper as of now is February. That's so, a long time. It's tough. All their big road games this year, all the ACC big games for them are on the road. Mm. So. That's bad luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, you mentioned Notre Dame men. Not great. Well, you, the writing has been on the wall. They've just been kind of like lollygagging. They should be 3-3. Three and three. Yeah. They should have lost to Radford. They should have lost to Lipscomb. Um, they kind of messed around with Youngstown State. They, the Southern Indiana game, it was only it ended up being a 12-point game. That was a little more of a comfortable win than 12 indicates. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not watch any of the Bowling Green game. They, they won, won that 16. game by 16, yeah. So, But they lost to St. Bonaventure this past weekend, 63-51. to 51. Uh, they shot 2 of 17 from three point range. Not great. If you're wondering, um, that's 12%. They're only playing really like a six or a seven man rotation right now. They're trying to preserve J.R. Konetsny's red shirt year. I don't think that makes a lot of sense in basketball. It does in football. He could be a three year starter for you after this year. Because everybody's. Because I mean, they got six, they got six graduate seniors. Mm. If you could have three years of Konetsny after this year, like. That's probably probably good. They now Mike Bray said they would only burn it obviously if like injuries happen because they're only playing like they're playing their five starters and then at this point like Ven Ven Allen Lubin coming off the bench that's a fun name to say mm-hmm. um, and that's that's basically been it. They're they're supposedly backup point guard Marcus Hammond or maybe he's supposed to start transfer from Niagara. He's been out. He's not supposed to play Wednesday against Michigan State and then. He's hopefully going to be back Saturday against Syracuse, is what Bray said. Um, but they are going like six deep, but their point guard, their guards are getting no breaks. Mm-hmm. JJ Starling, Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin, like they're getting no breathers out there. So they should be decently used to that because obviously we know that they had a six or seven man rotation last season as well. Right. So, I mean, it's almost the same exact team as yeah. last year where you have Ryan. Like, the only difference is, like, the big guy is not Atkinson. is like, you don't have that. Lubin is kind of like that, but he's not what Paul Atkinson was no. in that regard. But, like, you're literally playing Ryan Goodwin. Um, who am I missing in my head? Wirtz. Well, Wirtz is the backup point guard. Goodwin. Goodwin. You said Goodwin, Leshevsky, Starling. there we go. So, you're playing, you're literally playing Leshevsky, Ryan, Goodwin, uh, a center, and then a freshman point guard, J.J. Starling. Mm-hmm. Is playing. I guess it's JJ Starling and Trey Wirtz. They're not really playing a center. Lashevsky is the center this year. But last year it was Atkinson and a freshman point guard. This year it's two guards back there with Wirtz and 
Starling. So you're you're almost like it's identical almost. Like mm-hmm. your shooters are the same, and you're you're starting a freshman point guard like Wesley was last year. So they're in this. It's a weird like it's paralleled almost. They have a game against a ranked team coming into town, just like they did last year with Kentucky coming in regular season like. Michigan State's coming here. They've played them a bazillion times the last however many years. It's the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Like, this is a chance for this. Like, we were at the same point last year where it was like, oh, what is Notre Dame basketball? Like, are they are they good? Like, they have all the, they're talking about tournament, and they, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament if they keep on playing like this because they were garbage the first couple weeks last year. Then they beat Kentucky, and everything changed. Mm-hmm. Can they beat Michigan State Wednesday? I don't know. But they're going to believe that they can at least. I know that much. And they, they literally have the blueprint from last year that this could work. So, Syracuse is garbage. They should beat Syracuse on Saturday. But yeah, they lost to Colgate. I'm sure they've lost to someone Ryan else. Yeah. At home. <laughs> and St. John's. Oh, Syracuse. When's the last time St. John's has been relevant? Jim Beham must be like, man, the door is looking real nice. He yeah. was, remember like 10 years ago when he was going to retire in five years and then he's like, nah? That was well, fun. He should. Because, and then uh, his assistant that they handpicked for him to replace went to Marquette, Wojnowski, and then he got fired for Shaka because they hired Shaka Smart. Wojnowski was Duke, I guess. Thought he was at Duke. There was another guy. There was another guy, Syracuse assistant that went somewhere. He was like the handpicked guy, and he was like, "You got to wait three years for the Syracuse head coach." And he was like, "We'll, we'll go somewhere." Another else. offer came up, and he left. So, mm-hmm. um, anyway. 25 minutes in. That's, we thought we were going to go 30 total. This is great. Good, healthy discussion. College football playoff, basketball. Um, Mizzou basketball 7-0. Haven't played anybody. Wichita State tonight. Mm-hmm. Should be fun. Kansas coming up next week. Good luck. Thank you. Um, Boys okay. basketball. What? That's the prep time. It's Let's the prep time. Let's go high school sports, y'all. Um, prep boys basketball. We're back. Mm-hmm. Basketball, 49 states. We can talk about that again. 49 other states. Let's just repeat last. Let's just cut and paste yeah. last week's. Uh, we have a number one team in the coverage area. It's Northwood. Mm-hmm. They are the new number one team in 3A after one week of play. Uh, two impressive victories, 74-37 over Lakeland, and then 70-31 to over Fort Wayne Concordia Lutheran, which was a big deal because Concordia beat Leo uh, mm. on Tuesday. And then... They came into the pit and got whooped. I don't think anyone's beating uh, Northwood in the pit this season. It's going to take a lot of work and a lot of big effort for someone to beat them at, at, on their home court. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Just to be honest with you. All their bigger games are pretty much on the road or neutral sites. So. Mm. Um, they get West Noble on the road? Yes, it's at West Noble. You covered the game last year when it was in Northwood. I did. Yes, yeah. I recall that. Yes. Yep. So, yeah, they look good. I mean, they're deserving, even if it's only two games in. I would right. say they, they number have, one. They appear to be like legit again. Brenner, two big games. Tyler Rosh, two nice games. Ian Rosh as well, two nice games. Uh, Ethan Wolf, the point guard, looked like he had a couple solid performances. Um, they're deep. They're talented. They're good. They're probably they're, motivated after the last couple seasons how it's ended. And they're experienced. Yeah, that's what I said. I'm pretty I sure I led with that. I heard you say talented and deep. I didn't hear experienced. Oh, experienced. Yes. That's who. Fight me. I'm going to jump across this table. 
you wouldn't even dare throw a punch at me. I would. If the if the um, mood struck me just right. <laughs> if it's a full moon, yeah. uh, <laughs> my astrology sign says so. Yes. Yes. Um, okay, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about them like a lot this year. So uh, that's cool. The number one. So get ready for the Panthers. Um, it's going to be a weekly discussion about them and what they did that was so awesome this past week yeah so there's gonna be something that happens every week um northridge two nice wins mm-hmm. start the season they beat elkhart opening night uh kind of a grinded out fest and they just you know just got past them it was kind of a mucky game and mm-hmm. uh grinded it out and then they beat westview similar type of game uh watch out for the warriors yeah they looked okay they almost beat Northridge had a shot at the buzzer. Brady Yoder. Just went out. Yoder at 29 in the game. That's pretty good. Um, Alex Ellenson. Dude, this guy for Northridge, he's on my watch out list. Watch out. Watch Alex out. Ellenson, he's like six foot eight. He's a big kid. He's like, played JV the first three years. It's like crazy. You could have a six eight guy just play JV. Like, that's how deep they've been at that center spot. For, Is he really six eight? Yes. He's tall. I, I was wonder. watching him run on the court. Like, where's this guy been? I like, tra- like, transferred in. Like, no, he's on JV. What? Did you ask uh, Radiker about that? No, I was talking to people around me. Okay. My sources. My sources. As in the fans. Um, so, he's like, good. He had a big dunk. Like, he had a big dunk that changed the Elkhart game. It was tied. 31-all. Northridge got a turnover. They went down on a fast break. Threw it up to him. He slammed it home. Crowd went crazy. Immediately, like, Northridge went on a NATO run after that. Like, kind of got the separation they needed. A dunk? A dunk. From a 6'8 guy. Shocking, I know. He's tall. Does he have some ups, or is it just yeah, like it was a... Yeah, it was an impressive dunk. He, like, slammed it. Okay. This was not like, oh, he just got up and barely put it in. He, he slammed it. So, that was impressive. Um, we'll see him Friday night. You will see him Friday night. Culver Military Academy coming into town. Or just Culver Academy. I don't know if they keep the military in there anymore, but... Culver Academy, they are ranked in the 3A poll. 10th, I believe. So, they're, they're lurking. So, it's a good test. Early test for the Raiders. Should be a good early test, I agree. So, uh, let me just double-check that. Culver Academy, yes. Tied for ninth, sorry. Tied for ninth. It's basically 10th. Yes. They didn't list a 10th, so they're 10th. Um, yeah, uh, West Noble 2-0 as well. Nice wins over... East Noble. East Noble and, and Bethany Christian. 20-point dubs. Take care of business. Good stuff there. Austin Kripe off to the start that many would expect. A lot of points putting up on the board, stacking up the box score. He's doing it all over the place, though. He almost had, I mean, he had nine rebounds, five or six assists. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of doing it all for him early. Yeah. It's Brayton Barth, two nice games as well. He mm-hmm. had actually led them in scoring against East Noble at 17. Had 19 points, I believe, against uh, Bethany. So, like, we talked about it last week. They're going to need a guy, second guy, to help them, and he might be their guy. Brayden Barth, like I said, he uh, came on pretty strong as a sophomore towards the end of last season, and he's kind of picked up where he left off. Yeah. Uh, Goshen, good win over Fairfield. Uh, <clears throat> question was about who's going to replace Drew Hogan. Uh, Quinn Bechtel was mostly doing the point guard duties. Is everybody healthy? Bringing the ball up the court. Everyone played. Everyone played. Did everyone look healthy? Yeah. Bechtel, Bechtel looked good. He led him with the point, 16. So, How's uh, Eldridge? Eldridge looks fine. They started uh, Weddell at center. I think that's what they did last year, starting like halfway through the year anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, they looked they looked solid. They didn't – first game, the veteran team, so they have you know more experience. But first game, you're always wondering what they're going to actually do. Right. Um, they had a couple long droughts of just like, ugh. But 
for the most part, I think they played well. I mean, Panarski, Nathan Panarski started at point guard, but he didn't really he didn't he wasn't really handling the ball. It was mostly Bechtel. And mm-hmm. Alford came in off the bench. What or you know, uh, Eldridge, like we said, came off the bench. Um, they had seven main guys. They had two others, you know, fill in for a couple of minutes here and there. Um, so you're gonna see, you know, Bechtel, Deacon Hill, Gage Worthman, Leighton Weddle, Panarski, Noah Alford, Ryan Eldridge, and then um, Aiden Ebright Zare came off the bench, and um, someone else who's escaping my mind. I apologize to that kid. Um, just Love that. he didn't score, so I, I apologize. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, they play Mishawaka Marion tonight. That's going to be a test. Number two team in three A. They're really good. You usually, get, you get a taste for sure. Yeah. Uh, nothing else really from the week. I thought stood out. Wawasee went one and one. Elkhart and two. Jimtown yet to play. So, uh, girls basketball. Pretty quick this week. Um, not many games actually. Just I don't know why. Holiday break. Guys starting up. I think they were like yeah we don't want to play this week. Um, a lot of teams played on Tuesday, mm-hmm. but not really many played afterwards. Uh, the biggest takeaway, believe it or not, Fairfield. Uh, oh. <laughs> shocking. We talk about them again. Uh, against, Fair- uh, believe it or not, Northridge. Yeah, against Northridge. <laughs> shocker. Uh, they played each other. Fairfield 49, Northridge 46. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a surprise. Two years in a row, Fairfield has gotten them now. I don't know what it is, man. It's. I really felt strongly. I mean, you watched the game. If you were there, Northridge for the most part really dominated the first half of the game. They came out fast. It was nine to nothing, eleven to three. I mean, Fairfield comes back because they're a veteran team. They're savvy. They've they've been there before. They're not going to panic, and they didn't in the first half. But Northridge kind of built a seven eight point lead at half. I'm like, okay, I think the Raiders might uh, coast in the second half. Might get this victory because they lost to Fairfield last season in a closer game too, I believe. If I recall, it was it was a close game, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like three or four points as well last year. Yeah, I remember the referees being uh, involved in that one pretty well too. <laughs> there were some interesting whistles. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this it always comes down to interesting things when these two teams meet. But um, yeah, Morgan Morgan Gothrop, she had nineteen for the Fairfield Falcons. Yeah, Bailey Willard had eleven. They had big free throws. Both of those girls down the stretch to really. Keep Northridge, you know, that both both free throws were two possessions, two pairs of free throws. But uh, credit to Northridge, they didn't give up. Eva Fisher had a big three to make it 47-46 with 11 seconds left. But then, as I said, Willard hits two free throws, makes it three points. Northridge has one last opportunity at the end of the game. But uh, Eva Fisher's pass gets intercepted in the middle of the lane and uh, kind of conserved the Fairfield victory. So Yeah. Um, I think it's impressive for Fairfield that they won this game with Bria Garber not really, like, scoring a lot. Nine points, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she still had a decent game there, but, like, when mm-hmm. Gothrip puts a 19 and Willard is there at 11, like, that's a good sign for them, I feel like. I mean, Garber is a pretty unselfish player to begin with, but she does score a lot, too. She's one of four players in program history to reach 1,000 points, mm-hmm. you know, for her career. So, um, I, th- I think it's a good sign for them that they could win that game with – their go-to offensive weapon not necessarily being the lead scorer. Yeah. I think it's a good sign. She could have had more points. She missed some uh, some close shots around the rim that normally I would think that she would make. So that didn't help the cause, especially in the first half. But, uh, yeah. yeah, she did a good job of passing the ball, distributing. 
Yeah. Like she's a very unselfish player, regardless whether she's scoring points or not. So mm-hmm. you saw you saw two good girls basketball games, competitive games last week. Bethany Christian and Westview. Westview. Oh yeah. I told you, man. They That's were pesky. Right. So much has happened since that game. <laughs> I know. It's been a week. Uh, I told you. I I think I said on here. I don't know if I said on here. I definitely said it out to you off air. Like, hey, Westview. They they might not be winning a lot of these games, but they're competing. It looks like they're battling. And sure Just enough, crappy. they they pushed West Bethany to overtime. I don't think that many people saw that coming. Just crappy. They have more experience. I'd expect for them to maybe finish around 500 this season. I, I think they're going to win some games that people aren't going to expect them to. They're going to be underdogs, but they're going to end up sticking around the way they play, and they're going to end up winning games they're not supposed to, yeah. in my opinion. so Yeah, they, they played well, and kudos to Bethany, I guess, for showing that resolve to mm. win the game still and not let it get totally away. That's going to um, happen when you have you know players like Zoe Willems and Mariah Stoltzfus, Obviously, mm-hmm. they they made the difference as you'd expected as you would expect. So, mm-hmm. um, wrestling started up this week as well. Not much going on there yet. Um, congratulations, Goshen coach Jim Pickard, 500th career victory during the Goshen Super Duels this past weekend. Uh, so he's at 502 now officially for his career. So. Um, I think 487 of those at Goshen. He technically coached like one or two years before coming to Goshen. I don't know where. Don't ask. Um, I was going to say, where is that? Where is he at? Uh, I don't know. So, congratulations to him. Leish Detweiler went 10-0 individually at the 182 uh, mark, you know. So, that's cool. Um, I love the power rankings. I love me some power rankings, Indiana Matt. Mm-hmm. You got to love it. Hold on one second. I'm pulling it up. This is a dramatic pause. They did their first ever. They for their first all state rankings, like regardless of semi state. Mm-hmm. Okay. Believe it or not, Christian Carroll number one at 285. Yes. The kid at Jimtown who's going to Oklahoma State. 285. Shocking. But Braden Jellison sixth and 285 from Elkhart. Uh, notably, too, Caden Lone was third, 170 from Northwood. Mm-hmm. Caleb Salazar, fifth at 106 from Wallace C. So, we got a couple guys there. Leish Detweiler was 13th at 182. But we got 170. We have three guys in the top 13, top 16. I was going to say, I didn't hear Armin. Caden Lone, Gavin Malone from Wallace C., and Ethan Friedline from Elkhart. So, 170 is our deepest weight class, according to the state rankings early. What happened to Koltukian? Koltukian's there. He is... 15th at 220. Mm-hmm. To the top 20 in each weight class. I thought it would be higher. If he was maybe still at 195, maybe, but he went yeah. up to 220. And again, it's just because you're 15th overall. I mean, the semi-state draw is what matters, right? Your brackets and who's in what, who's in your semi-state. Right. There could be 10 guys in the top 15 and going to one semi-state, only four get out, you know? Mm-hmm. So sometimes it works like that, unfortunately, but it is what it is. So, um, you choose to gain weight, you know, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> well, my point is, is like, he could, it might be easier. It might even be easier for him to get the state at 220 now than 195 because of the path. But his overall ranking could be affected by that because unless there's like deeper guys that, you know, that in the indie area or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So wrestling really gets kind of going more this week. It's some more conference matches coming up. You'll be at a couple, Concord Northwood on Wednesday. 
Warsaw Goshen Thursday. Oh, it's revving up the coverage over the next couple of weeks. It's revving. Vroom, vroom. It's revving. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, December is a, uh, it could be a sneaky month, like a sneaky. Stinky busy. Yeah. And they get to the Christmas tournaments. Mm-hmm. And you know, like trying to figure out who's playing who and when, and it's fun. And then you thought they were all on one day, now they're actually on another day. So that's oh, great. That's not fun. No, no. I was like, oh, wait. I thought everything was on the 29th. Psych, it's 30th. So. Got him. What are you going to do? I, personal side, uh, you shouldn't be playing any Christmas tournaments on like the Friday, on a Friday, I feel like. That Friday, December 30th is the last day of the Northridge Girls Basketball one. It's the Hall of Fame shoot classic with Northwood down at Newcastle. Wallace he has theirs that day. It's the second day of the Al Smith Wrestling Invite. Do it Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Do it Wednesday, Thursday. And that's, let us have Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off, bro. Like, mm-hmm. that's... Ugh. Like, I'm looking at the schedule, and I'm like, gosh, this is a like an, an annoyingly busy Friday. It shouldn't be this busy on the Friday, you know? After all, New Year's Eve is uh, Saturday this year. Yeah. Yeah, it just was like, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is rude. This is rude. Christmas tournaments should be on any day between the 26th and the 29th. Mm-hmm. Just... Probably the 27th through 29th. Put them all on those three days. And let's live our lives. I agree. I don't ask for much in life. Okay. I just uh, ask for the small things. You know? <laughs> and finally, uh, we had some swimming this past week as well. Not much really going on. They're still like trying to feel it out. You know, Concord got NLC wins. Uh, Wawasee girls are 2-0. The boys lost to Warsaw there for Wawasee, so they're on one Wallace girls did beat Warsaw. Um, Goshen won their DECA duels. Um, that we don't know if they count or not. Don't know if those count <laughs> for the overall record. It's a weird invite. It's like they have an invite in a couple weeks too, where it's the they do their their Goshen swim relays is basically what it's called, and it's like mm-hmm. intergender. So like they put guys and girls teams together in certain relays and other things like that. So it's not really a meet that doesn't count. It's not, it doesn't count for their record. So. Okay. Obviously, it's Interesting. Like, Weird. I've covered it before. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's pretty harmless. You know, ah, everyone's having a good time. Yeah. So, um, that's pretty much it. So, yeah, I don't really uh, have anything else uh, we need to hit on. So, We have you, done uh, a great time. We've done a great time. We've done a great job uh, Discussing things. I USA thought. is currently playing Iran as as we were taping this. Iran World Cup soccer live update zero zero fourth minute. Okay, that would have been a really quick score. You know, three nothing. <laughs> three minutes in, the USA is really going in on Iran. Okay, <clears throat> and that's it for this week's Goshen News Sports Podcast. Thank you everyone for listening. Be back next week. Hopefully, we'll have some more t- content for you. We will, because the sports will be happening. They'll be coming. Yes. Around the mountain when she comes. Good night, everyone.